Well, you know, most man caves, you kind of picture this basement kind of thing, right? I've got a nice, light, airy, upstairs man cave. It's, so, a, it's a man attic. It's, <laughs> well, it's a man you know, cloud. <clears throat> I am almost in the attic. Um, there is a door from this room into the attic. Um, I see a some... sloped ceiling behind you. Yeah, so here, let me spin this around. Check nobody, out this. Nobody on the podcast can see. We'll describe yeah, know, it. But... <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a dormer. Ray it's is sitting a in a dormer. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. everybody, look up what a dormer is if you don't know. Not so... Natalie. <laughs> wait, so wait I'm... until after you're done listening to our voices to go look up. Okay, the start Natalie making notes type. now on your phone. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of words to look up. There will be a quiz at the end. <laughs> and if you get, if you get eight out of ten correct, you get the CEU. Yes, and uh, if you get nine out of ten correct, you get next week's episode for free. <laughs> and if you get ten out of ten correct, then you get I'll the buy rest dinner. of the episodes from now until we stop doing the show for free. <laughs> wow, what a deal! Episode 324. Three, two, four. <laughs> okay. I'm a guy who just counted down three, two, one, and then said three, two, four, and got confused. Whose name is Mike? <laughs> I'm Craig. And here we are. We are podcasting. Casting of the pod. <laughs> what kind of line you use for that? When you're casting for, for, for pod. You got <laughs> for, like a... For cod? For pod. Podcasting. I, I, what kind of strength uh, line, diameter, gauge, however you... Uh, gauge? What, what gauge is your fishing line? I have uh, almost uh, never fished in my life. I don't know anything about fishing. All uh, I know is that when it comes to fishing, land, it's always like there. something pound test. That's what it's called. Oh. Now, is that on test, is, is that on the... Now, they have to test the line, and they have to test the uh, the pole, too. But is it, do they test both, like, the actual pole part of the pole and the ratchet thing that collects I the line? The Whatever that's and, called. And the, I imagine all of the mechanical apparatus can take a hell of a lot more <laughs> punishment than the line can. Because so it really comes down to the line. You know, there's those regular ones that you can, you know, uh, strap to the side of your bicycle when you drive down to the, the local fishing hole, you know, to fish, you know, by hand. And then there are the ones where you have to mount it in the thing on the side of the boat. That's, you know, and it's like the size of the head of a baseball bat, you know, at the handle of the fishing pole and it's you know <laughs> right. 80 feet long in an emergency you can strap a sail to it <laughs> to get back to shore you know if your your other sails are torn right sure why not i don't know please i'm not a fisher person fishermen and uh boat people <laughs> no, no 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 not those kind of boat people the people who know about boats please email us nerdburgershow at gmail.com or maybe our guest knows Oh, hang on. <laughs> How outdoorsy is he? The guest. The guest who has a thing in some program on here. Wait, where is it? Crap. Hang on. <laughs> Te- technical. <laughs> <laughs> technical. 
Listeners, if anyone knows how to use multiple pieces of equipment at the same time while casting the pod, please email nervershowgmail.com. I've got Dungeon Master's Guide. There it is. <laughs> Hi, Ray. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. A long time. Or not. <laughs> um, actually, you like were just done, a couple weeks ago. You were terribly long ago. <clears throat> yeah, Bray's no. doing the fill-in job because we had somebody have to cancel. No, it's um, filling in. It's been so long since you, you were... filling in. <laughs> since you were last here, Ray, that, uh, that last time... Um, Game of Thrones was still a, a current television show, and now it it's completely over. I mean, so much time has passed. Well, the show is over. The the yapping online is far from being. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I really? think I think the yapping online will be a long time coming. Yes. Really, people haven't <laughs> just given up. Like, <sighs> no. Well, I the, mean, the, the, the general crankiness of the people who didn't like things has has ended, but there's still plenty of others. On there. Okay, everyone. They're still, they're, still they're, they're talking to every cast member uh-huh, now. Now yeah. they're down to like you know. Remember that guy that played a character in season three in one episode? Like, how did he feel about the ending of the show? Have they gotten Ed, <laughs> Ed Sheeran's take yet? Well, they've done. I'm seriously, they've gone to characters that have been dead since like the fourth or fifth season. They got uh-huh. um uh, uh, um what's his name? The guy who played Tywin. They got his <laughs> take a while back. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. You mean the bad guy from the golden, uh, the golden child? <laughs> oh yeah, the, 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 the father of the Lannisters. Wow. The, yeah, the, the Lannister was like yeah, the, the matriarch. Yeah, the, he hasn't been on the show for three, three and a half seasons. That got <laughs> shot in the gut with a crossbow bolt while sitting on the pooper. <laughs> he was sitting on a one holer and took it in the <laughs> gut. <laughs> he got Elvised by his own son. <laughs> and they never, and they never really did answer the question for us: is whether or not Lannisters get gold. Yeah, they did not, and and, and they had the perfect I, opportunity. And there's a theory. There's yeah. still a theory. The Tyrion could have just tipped him they, over and looked. Well, he would have known. Shriek underneath there, sure. <laughs> but there is a theory, you know, that Tyrion was actually not the son of Tywin. Right, yeah, that he was, was a theory Targaryen. about a lot of stuff. Ray, they, they, they. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they gave us the Jon Snow is, is in fact half Targaryen, and that's why dragons like him, but they never gave us the uh, Tyrion is half Targaryen, and that's why dragons like him. Yeah. So here's a question. <laughs> oh, by the way, spoilers. Potential, <laughs> yes, potential spoilers. Yes, we've already, spoiler we've already spoiled the show, guys. Look, if you haven't watched it by now, you're probably not gonna. And if you and if you haven't and you are gonna, you, these names mean nothing to you. Okay, real right. qu- real quick. So this week's Graham Norton, they had the cast of uh, the Dark Phoenix. So there you had Sansa, right? Yep. And then Sophie, sitting yeah. sitting next to her was uh, Michael Fassbender and Sophie Turner, and uh, who was who was uh, Jessica Chastain, and then and then uh, um, young Professor X McAvoy. Right. So yeah. So uh, Sophie Turner and Jessica Chastain start talking Game of Thrones. And um and Michael Fassbender sitting in between them covers his ears and starts shaking his head and they're like what 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 and he's like I haven't I haven't watched it yet don't don't spoil it and they're like Sophie Turner turns and looks at him and says too late <laughs> <laughs> like tough if you haven't if you haven't started it by now then you know we're not gonna no no we're gonna spoil yeah. it for you so we got permission from Sansa Queen yep. of the North all yep. right yeah okay we can talk about whatever Correct. we want to talk about now 
from now on. If you got a problem with it, take it up with Sansa. So, so it has been decreed <laughs> by by uh, her grace. Why can we talk about spoilers anywhere? Because the queen has said so. <laughs> as, as as the monarchs are wont to do on those shows, where they just make a decree and it is so. Yeah, it is so. Yeah, she and she, so it she, is. she 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 bothered to you know get up in the dress up in the whole in the whole thing with the crown and all that and the regalia and sat on the throne in the throne room with everyone around and made the decree. You know, not like not like those other lame queens with bad hair who just stand at windows and drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> And get paid and get paid as much as they were getting paid for the the previous season when they were doing all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. per episode. Yeah, she got yeah, paid. No what, what are they? What are those main cast members at? Like a half a million an episode or something like that. I thought it was a whole, a whole million. Yeah, she got Probably that even when she was just standing at a window drinking wine and getting a couple of bricks falling on her. Boink boink! Ow, my head. If only I had more hair, more volume. So so. Are, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Did you guys notice that uh, HBO had a documentary about Game of Thrones? I watched yeah. it. Did I you, found I, it. I found it really boring. Yeah, except for the table read where they went through the whole season, and you got to see the reactions of the the actors when they discovered that their characters right, the ones, were dying. Some of them, some some of them hadn't read things. Yeah. Oh. Like, Nice. Conlet I Hall actually have not seen it. Was I probably visibly won't bother watching pissed it, well, here's, off. Here's, 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 here's what I would say, and <laughs> I, I may go back and do this, is walk, watch it in about half-hour chunks, because normally like a documentary is at its best when it tells a little story. Right. But we've already seen the story mm-hmm. of the sure. actual show. So what they're trying to do is tell you the story of how the eighth season got made. And it feel the way it's put together is like there's there's no through line at least i watched a half an hour and i was like there's no through line they're just jumping from thing to thing it's like you know what this feels like this feels like a dozen 10 minute featurettes that go on the dvd that they just strung together strung together kind of yeah yeah like they spent a few minutes they spent a little while talking about like oh here's the extras and here's this guy who's been he's been an extra for like four or five seasons and we, we talked to him a little bit and like the costume people he comes in for his fitting and the costume people know him and it's like oh it's like his family and he's got his jacket that they gave him from last season where he was part of team uh like uh team wolf or like um wolf crew or something like that they had because they have you know they're shooting in different parts of the world and different crews right 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 different name code names and stuff and so he you know and so we got to see like oh here's a couple shots of him in different outfits and so like oh he's got this big bushy beard so like you know him by the beard if you see the beard it's like oh that's the guy he's like he's he's a he's a he's one of the stark bannermen and then later on he's one of the he's at the battle of winterfell you know the big one the uh the fight with the the, the dad and he's he's in a few different you know spots and i'm like oh so that's a neat neat little thing and then like that's over and then they just well that jump to this other thing and there's no segue and there's like no through line to well anything. the through like, line was that they picked these four or five production members and followed them but they jumped well, back and forth so there yeah. was no consistency to it yeah it was yeah, just, this, just this, jumped this from is, place to place you're not selling me on watching this. There was, there was like I the, said, watch it in twenty minute chunks. It was like the, when, you, when you feel you've gotten to the end of like three bits, stop and then yeah. come back a couple days later and watch three more bits. The one I liked the best was the 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 wife. It was the the half of the husband and wife team that did the prosthetics makeup, and they thought that her husband apparently didn't want to be on the camera, so <laughs> they had her. And then uh, they had been away from their daughter, this cute little blonde like eight, you know, 70 year old girl, um, for months. And they, uh, you know, the, her, I think is her mother brought 
brought the daughter up to visit them over Easter weekend and uh, they, they got to spend time and there was a nice mother-daughter reuniting moment. And then they, then they go and they show them filming the last scene in the show, which is Jon Snow and the Wildlings walking off into the, the woods north of the wall. And, um, and the little girl, they, they made her up and put her in that scene. Oh, cool. She's a little, no, so a little dirty neat. blonde wildling girl. I'm, I think I remember seeing her. Yeah. Cool. See, like here, here's a question. Mike, you watch the whole thing then? Yeah. Okay. Do they ever, do you ever see the, uh, chopping off the arm gag with the crypt white? Do you ever see the actual footage, like the actual finished footage of no, that? Happening? No, of course not. <laughs> because they have this great little moment where they're doing prosthetics and talking about stuff. And they've got this guy and he's real skinny and he's one of the, the crypt whites that's down in the Winterfell crypts. And they're right. showing how they're doing the makeup a little differently. Like these are mummified whites. Like they did a little different makeup job. I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And then there's a guy who's got his arm, like his real arm is buried under the jacket. And he's got a prosthetic bent around his back. And you that's know. right. And he's got this prosthetic hanging and there's, it's, it's chopped off at like mid forearm. And there's going to be some sort of, you know, in, in special effects, physical effects, they call them gags. And it's going to there's going to be an arm chop gag where and he's going to get his arm chopped. And off. it's got the, the plastic tubing going into it so it can squirt, you know. Yeah, and there's a, the tube coming out from behind him. You can see mummified zombie goo out, out of it. And, stuff. and um, <laughs> they they have this little discussion where like, oh, we're, they want to do this arm gag, but this is going to be like. Or no, maybe it wasn't a crypt guy, but it was a guy that was going to be in a, in a heavy jacket. And it's like, this is this, these are northerners. They're going to have heavy, long sleeve jackets on. We can't really do the crypt gag. You're not going to see the, it. the arm chop yeah. gag because we've got too much sleeve that's going to be in the way. You're not going to be able to do it. So they had to rig the sleeve to basically be rolled up so, so that they, you could so see. They, they came up the with a jacket arm. that had like a buckle at the elbow so you could roll it up and buckle it. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is a this is a design that apparently Northerners have on their sleeves. But it was on screen for several minutes. This problem and, that they, and they had, do this and then whole they never discussion paid it of off. how they're going to do this, and then like a good documentary would then show you the final sequence of that effect taking place. Like they solved this problem, and this is how it looks on the screen. I don't think mm. did they show any actual footage at all. I don't I think didn't they see did. Any in the half hour I watched. I don't. Well, I I think I I I, I think I watched. I know yeah. I watched the whole thing. I don't think I saw any actual on screen yeah, footage it's like it just yeah it just felt like oh we're just gonna slap a whole bunch of stuff together because everybody loves the show so much so we'll show all this behind the scenes stuff but it didn't have there were no through lines to anything like yeah, i said so, other than i guess i guess supposedly it was following these people around they expect they you to go back and thing to thing it's just like they expect you to go back and watch episode three the battle with the dead a really right. dark episode, you know, all ninety minutes of it, and try to find try the guy to that gets his arm that chopped guy's off. Arm gets chopped off, so you can see the payoff to that. Gee, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Gee, thanks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of documentaries, um, okay, here we go. Good documentary. Well, I don't know because I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my watch list. Um, but I stumbled upon this on Amazon Prime. It's called Eye of the Beholder, and it's a documentary of the artwork and the artists and the um, designers and developers that helped choose the artwork for Dungeons and Dragons for like the last, like it's supposed to be like a 20 year art history or something. Okay. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. Um, and what was interesting was in the documentary, um, you know, where they, where they feature, you know, starring, right. One of the stars was um, Larry Elmore. Sure. Well-known. Yeah, he for, did a ton of Dragonlance. Other stuff too, but he's best really uh, well known for for Dragonlance. Dragonlance or or no, I thought it was Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms, sorry, yeah. Yeah, cuz Dragonlance was Weiss and Hickman. 
So no, no, no. Artwork, artwork. Weiss mm. and Hickman wrote. Mm. Didn't Elmore do right. a bunch of the covers for the Chronicles? Yes, stuff like yes, that? yes, 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 yeah. yes. I'm I'm thinking of um, you know, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Don't Ed Greenwood, El, El, the guy, the El, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the writer, <laughs> the Elminster guy. But um, yeah, the yeah. point is, yeah, uh, Elmore has has done a ton of D and D artwork. Yes, it has, so, it has. It paid for his house. It put his, you know, it it covered his mortgage. It put his kids through college. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, so right. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So like, think about that from the standpoint of, you know, when, when you and I were um, much younger and playing D and D and, and fantasizing about, boy, wouldn't it be great to be able to make a living at this? Well, there are D and D is so popular right now. You've got, you know, people that are doing uh, various, uh, you know, Twitch streams and, and, you know, they've got like, there's like D and D shows that people sit down and watch. Um, I saw, I saw this weekend, a shot, that the uh, basically a selfie that the critical role crew took doing a show in, I think Denver. Yeah. They basically pl- played their game, played the game on a stage in Denver in yep. a hall and you're yep. looking out at the audience and it looks like a rock show from the eighties. Yes. Yes. It is like a stadium. It, it, it's like, yep. it's, there's just nothing, just people as far as the eye can see. Yep. It's, it's, it's crazy it's, for, for me it's having phenomenal. come up. It is. It's as phenomenal as awesome. I mean, for me having come up in the days when, when um you know you were playing in somebody's parents basement um and you know if if anybody at school found out you were playing dungeons and dragons you were likely to get thrown into a snowbank um <laughs> you know or have your head stuffed into a toilet um remember those days swirlies um so you know now we've got people that are making a living playing Dungeons and Dragons. You've got, you've got people that are making a living doing other things. And then they're coming and playing, they're doing celebrity appearances on, on uh, these streaming videos. And then I recently found out that there, and I cannot think of her name off the top of my head, but there's a, there's uh, there's a, a girl that is a professional DM. All she does. Yep. I was just living, about to go there. I was wondering if that's yep, where you were headed. Yep, you were headed. Yep. She DMs and she teaches people how to, how to make characters. She teaches people how to DM. She teaches people how to play the game. Um, and it's like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Hmm, well, if it weren't for the fact that I really love my insurance um, and um, maybe I kind of need to make sure that I have a steady income. Cause I got a nine year old daughter. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe being a professional DM would be kind of a cool gig. <laughs> I did the crunch one time. I broke down the numbers. I was like, how much, what would I have to do to, to afford myself like two thirds of the money that I make now and be able to cover health insurance and all that kind of stuff in this country. And like how much, like, I'm DMing 36 no, hours a not day. Even DM, not even DMing. I'm talking about like actually putting product out there, like, you know, like with, with Nerdburger games and making games and right. freelancing for other stuff and everything. And it's ridiculous. I mean, I would have to work like 80 hours a week and get paid the best wages that anybody offers. And right. I would have to have every product that I put out there would have to sell thousands of copies. Yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 I am too old to try to, to try to make a living at D and D I think. Um, maybe as a supplemental income, but, you know, even that, as we've found, you know, writing, you know, trying to write stuff. I mean, it's, it's really time consuming and for not that much of a reward. Um, and then it kind of leads me to a discussion. I, I was, uh, part of a Facebook thread where people were talking about, you know, well, you know, wizards of the coast and Paizo and all those companies like that. They're just, 
you know, they're just money hungry, grubbing entities and all they care about is money and they don't care about their gamers. And, and I normally don't respond to rants like that, but this one I, I had to. Um, and, and it's just like, uh, I think Jason Bowman has said this and, uh, you know, I know like Mike Merle said this, that one time you and I got a chance to talk with him at Gen Con and it's like, you don't do this for the money. Right. You, you do it because it's something that you enjoy doing. You no. Know, yeah. Sure. You want to have an income. You need an income, but you know, you're, you're doing it because you enjoy the game. So if you're in a position to be able to make a living, uh, enough of a living for, to, for yourself to be comfortable. Fantastic. And, and, you know, good on you for all the, for the, 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 the relatively small percentage of people out there who do, because the vast majority of people who contribute to, um, role-playing games are doing stuff, uh, you know, they're, they're freelancing a little bit of stuff for game stuff. And then they're doing their, whatever it is, their freelance thing is, whether it's writing or editing or graphic design or artwork, whatnot. And they're doing things for other clients that pay like, you know, like big corporate entities that actually <laughs> that pay. We, there's a, there's been a whole discussion online re- recently about, of you know, pay rates for people in the RPG industry and amongst that crowd, but I'm not going to dwell on that but it yeah they're, they're bad <laughs> no it is it is for sure but it's it's to me i'm i'm just it it's an ever it's like a cycle of of each week i'm just i'm in awe at how popular the you know the the tabletop and and not just for role-playing games right because i mean they're just i mean the the board game renaissance i mean it, it's all this stuff that i was into as a kid that I was told over and over by my parents was a waste of time and, you know, and, and look at where we are now. I mean, it's, and especially <laughs> it still may be, a, it's, 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 it might still be a waste of time, but it's a waste of time for a lot of people. Other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, and there's plenty of people making money at it too. I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of sucks that I'm not one of them, but Hey, you know, um, like you play the cards you're dealt. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so so that kind of ties me into the other things. So, you know, I, I'm I'm sitting in my game room right now because today, uh, you know, Kaylee's here today, and and uh, I thought I'd you know just to kind of help avoid the the noise of that a nine year old girl can make sometimes. I thought I'd come hide up in my in my upstairs man cave. Um, <laughs> well, you know, most man caves you kind of picture this basement kind of thing, right? I've got a nice light, airy upstairs man cave. <laughs> It's so a, it's a man attic. It's, <laughs> well, it's a man you know, cloud. <clears throat> I am almost in the attic. Um, there is a door from this room into the attic. Um, I see a some, sloped ceiling behind you. Yeah. So here, let me spin this around. Check nobody, out this. Nobody on the podcast can see. We'll describe yeah, know, it. But, <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a dormer. Ray is sitting dormer. in a dormer. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. everybody, look up what a dormer is if you don't know. Not so, Natalie. <laughs> wait wait so, until after you're done listening to our voices to go look up okay start Natalie making type. notes now on your phone <laughs> there's going to be a lot of words to look up there will be a quiz at the end <laughs> and if you get if you get eight out of ten correct you get the ceu yes and uh if you get nine out of ten correct you get next week's episode for free <laughs> and if you get 10 out of 10 correct then you get I'll the buy rest of the episodes from now until we stop doing the show for free. <laughs> wow, what a deal! <laughs> so I'm I'm looking around my man cave, and you know I used I 
I, I have uh, accumulated a lot of stuff over the years, but there's in, in particular, there's a lot, some, some really cool stuff that I've picked up recently. Um, and so there's uh, uh, Goodman Games is a company that had written um, D&D modules. They had a, a license, um, you know, they did it under the open gaming license. They had done D&D modules for uh, D&D 3.5, D&D 4E, um, and they've recently done hardcover books where they've where they've really tapped into uh, not only the the folks that want to buy stuff for the sake of nostalgia, but also for folks that are new to the hobby and you know want to kind of learn more about its roots. So they've got two hardcover books. They, they're working on a third. Um, it's uh, one's called Into the Borderlands, and the other one's called The Isle of Dread. Um, so Into the Borderlands is a combination of Keep on the Borderlands, which was an original D&D basic module that was included in several versions of the Red Box. And it's also got um, <clears throat> In Search of the Unknown, which was a module, not a module, but it was kind of like a, it was an instructive uh, short module um, that was put in, I think, one or two box sets from like 1979 era. One of my um, very one of my very earliest freelancing gigs for D and D was to translate the Room of Pools, yes, from that from that module into uh, Fourth Edition. I remember you and I talking about that on the show. Yep. yep, way back at like you know episode thirty something or something. I don't know something like that. Yeah. So so <laughs> Mike, Goodman, look that up. Goodman Games Room of Pools. <laughs> I doubt it's in the show. Room of Pools. Like yeah. So. They uh, it was kind of interesting what they did with this book because they put Pool they put rooms. a couple different versions of the original modules um, at the front of the book. They have some um, uh, they have some pages where they're where they're interviewing people um, like the, the the original writers where they've been able to get in touch with those folks. Um, and uh, the there's some commentary from the authors of the of this current hardcover. And then they've got their conversion, and then they've added stuff to the conversion. And it was really, really well done. So um, <clears throat> for any uh, D&D gamers out there, uh, I would definitely recommend um, Into the Borderlands and The Isle of Dread. I actually bought The Isle of Dread first, which was is book two in this series. Um, and then I went back and bought Into the Borderlands because I was so impressed with what they did with The Isle of Dread. So the next one is... Uh, they've got a third one coming out, and all of a sudden, I'm completely blanking on on what it is. It's called Capers Noir, and it will be <laughs> available at Drive Through RPG very soon. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so, um, and I, I have also found that um, I'm kind of expanding my gaming horizons. Uh, I'm still pretty much, as far as RPGs go, I'm still pretty much just. Uh, a D&D gamer like I haven't bought into the new version of Pathfinder um, I picked up Starfinder kind of looked at it a little bit and put it back on the shelf because it, it wasn't really what I expected um, but I hear a lot of good things about it but I have been I've been buying a bunch of different board games um, and you know there's there's games that I'm buying that I can play with Kaylee right now and there's games I'm buying that are like oh sh when she's 14 she's totally going to want to play this keeping in <laughs> mind she's nine <laughs> <laughs> but you got to buy it now because you might forget about it. 
Well, or it might not be available, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the other thing we're running into is like, for example, uh, Descent, Journeys in the Dark was a huge hit. Um, in fact, there was, you know, after there was a first edition board game and then there was a second edition board game. And it's and a Descent, for those that are not familiar with it, is is a, it's a dungeon crawl board game. So it's basically sort of like D&D, only there's, it's it's got more board game mechanics and um uh and, and fantasy flight even released a an app for um that you can get for your you know and for your tablet that will act as the game master right so uh and i've i've kind of played around with that a little bit it's really cool but um you know i picked it but I, you can't you can hardly find that game anywhere and if you do it's like twice the twice the cover price so and i, and I bought a bunch of other games there was like we've got uh Ticket to Ride, which, um, but we've got the first journey version of Ticket to Ride, which is the kids' version. So not only was Ticket to Ride enough of a success that um, you know they they were able to produce a kids' version of the game, and we've played that once, unfortunately. So it's a fun little game, but not something she was super interested in. I may have to drag it out again. Um, you're gonna play this, and you're gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so interestingly enough, one of the games that she loves the most is um, the, so you, uh, you've heard of Munchkin, right? There's the Steve Jackson games, right? He's got his, his Munchkin card game slash billion, billion different versions of Munchkin. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, so there's a couple different versions of Munchkin board games, um, which are a little bit different than the Munchkin like adventure games, right? So the Munchkin board games are more akin to, if you remember the dungeon board game that uh, TSR put out. Where no. you, you know, okay. So you're talking to a guy uh, who started playing in college. Okay. All right. So <laughs> dungeon board game, I think. I mean, I'm familiar with it. People that are listening know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so the, the, um, the Munchkin board games are kind of the same kind of thing. You know, you, you, travel around the board trying to get treasure and trying to defeat monsters, but it's got that munchkin flavor to it. Like, you know, we've got uh, one of them is called munchkin treasure hunter. We've also got munchkin. I'm trying to find the game. Um, there's so many games on my shelves right now. I'm not sure where to look anymore. Um, but the munchkin treasure hunter uh, has got things like that. Look for mom. It gives you a plus four bonus. Um, you know, and then it's got implosion potions, explosion potions, locomotion potions. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty funny. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it, and especially for like a kid, um, you know, you've got like, uh, the, the thing under the couch and it's like a green slice of pizza. <clears throat> oh, I've got one of those, but not the game. <laughs> Uh, Munchkin really Wonderland. Really that was the other one. So uh, while the world's going through a board game renaissance, I'm kind of going through my own board game renaissance. I keep I keep, uh, keep buying games, and when I'm not buying miniatures, I'm buying board games. Dork, dork, dork. Mike, what are you spending your money on? Um, food. <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep? I hear that. Do you keep it under the sofa? It's worth <laughs> extra points if you do, apparently. Uh, there might be a little bit in between the cushions. <laughs> uh, yikes. No, I'm, yeah, uh, I... right now I'm spending my money on, uh, on HBO 
Well, that's just going to become a regular expense from now until you die. So, you know, eventually well, you'll just roll that into that part of the expenses and then it won't be disposable income on, in, anymore. It'll just be income that you're always spending. Is it, Are you spending money on HBO like as in, you know, being able to watch television HBO or are you spending money on the HBO shop? Because somehow I got on the HBO mailing list and I keep getting these emails. <laughs> about, hey, <laughs> buy, here's this really cool Game of Thrones stuff. And I said, I'm, go- I'm like just going, oh, boy, I want to have that. But I'm kind of, you know, I moved into this new house um, a year ago and I had all this extra space when I first moved in. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> um, i'm kind of thinking i'm gonna need to buy a new house <laughs> you are you are the george carlin bit yes i you am the george carlin house. Bit. it's just a stuff that you can put more stuff in when you fill up the house and you get more stuff then you got to get a bigger house so that you can fill it up with more stuff or whatever the bit was yeah that's something like that bit yep yep yeah one of his uh tamer <laughs> less political rants just <laughs> commercial is anti-commercialism or yep. the absurdities of commercialism, I guess. Yep. My my yep. last stand for for that is the attic. I refuse to to, to start using the attic for storage. <laughs> Smash cut two episode <laughs> four hundred and sixteen. <laughs> well, the attic's full. No, yeah, and and we find out because it comes crashing through the ceiling on, onto the podcast table. <laughs> and that's how the podcast ends. Hey, we just figured it out. I'm wondering how that's going to 416, huh? Okay, so a little less than 2 years. So uh, so instead of instead of bricks and mortar um collapsing down on on um you and the queen, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be which of us which of us is the queen and who's you? Attic attic junk um, and plaster. Yeah, <laughs> drywall and Rats, fiberglass insulation and yeah, some uh, cottage spiders insulation <laughs> roof rat poop roof rat <laughs> like you got any anything else floating around in that you want to share or are we gonna I, no i flushed that already well, yeah. <laughs> oh so i i was kind of leading up to something with the whole game thing so you know we were talking about before it before the uh the credits rolled and the, and the music rolled we were talking about how many miniatures i had right and i was like you know, rough count of, of 7,500 uh, miniatures. So, um, and, you know, in, in the light of, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I really don't need to be buying more miniatures yet. I still <laughs> find that I'm buying more miniatures and remember all that space you had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's, um, there's a games workshop store that um, I just learned about that is right around the corner from me. In my um, games workshop sells miniatures. Continue Ray. Yes, um, and they they sell games, but you know, yeah, and, they sell and miniatures too. Yeah, and their miniatures <laughs> are just beautiful. Well, I've I've avoided buying any more Games Workshop stuff since a few years ago, where they 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 pulled a little bit of a stunt, which I still think is kind of a dick move. But at the same token, from a we're marketing our new stuff, um, it was you know, I mean, it, it served its purpose, and what they did was. Uh, you know, they had a game called Warhammer Fantasy. Because for those of you that that are sort of familiar with Warhammer, right? There's Warhammer 40K, which is their science fiction version, and then there was Warhammer Fantasy, which was you know elves and orcs and dwarves and knights and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so I uh, I hadn't played Warhammer Fantasy in a long time. I used to be in a Warhammer Fantasy tournament league, and at the time I hadn't pay, played it in a while. 
So I went out and I bought, I wanted to get back into it. And they had this box set and I went out and bought this box set. It was called the, um, the Isle of Blood. And it, and it came with an elf army and a, and a goblin, not a goblin, Skaven army, which are the, the rat people. And two days later, when I went to go to the store to, <laughs> to buy some more stuff for the, for the elf army and the, and the, and the Skaven army, I was. Because uh, you bought I, an army and you didn't have enough right. stuff. Well, you don't because in those box sets they give you they give you starter armies, right? But um, <laughs> there and and yeah, so <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm not going to dive down that rabbit hole. But anyway, so you got starter hey kid, armies. Hey kid, the first, yeah, the first hit's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in this case, the first hit's like 120 bucks, right? Yeah, but that's nothing compared to what you're going to spend long term. Yes, yes. So um, I went back to the store to buy some more stuff. Uh-huh. And went back to your dealer. Uh, yeah. And use your words. Talk about what it is. No Warhammer fantasy stuff. Oh, no. Anywhere. It's all off the shelves. And then there's all this other stuff up on the shelves called Age of Sigmar. And I'm like, what's this? Where's all the Warhammer fantasy stuff? Oh, well, you know, Games Workshop made us pull this stuff off the shelves. And, and now we're, you know, th- and then this is what we're. And I'm like. Did you know this when you sold this to me two days ago? Uh, okay, that's my answer. I was so mad at Games Workshop for pulling that stunt because you couldn't find I mean, you could only find it on like shady dealers on Amazon or eBay or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, they go to the bad side of town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my dealer moved. My dealer moved. You had to go to the black market of of the gaming (laughs) industry in order to find, and you still, to this day, you can sometimes find Warhammer fantasy stuff um, (laughs) on, on like the, yeah. um, There, there, there's a whole like aftermarket thing now of, of Warhammer fantasy. Like I even found a company the other day that's, that's buying um, old Warhammer fantasy miniatures. And I'm seriously thinking about selling my stuff to it because Age of Sigmar has been out for a few years now. And Age of Sigmar is it's uh, it's, it's a complete re-envisioning of of Warhammer fantasy. It's um, it's uh, it's just it's same, but a lot different. And it's different enough that they've got all they like, you know, all the models are different, right? Different bases, different everything. <laughs> So if you're going to play, so, and, and while they keep saying, oh, you can use your Warhammer fantasy miniatures with Age of Sigmar, nobody really does because the Age of Sigmar stuff let's, it looks just a whole lot cooler than the old Warhammer fantasy stuff. <laughs> and I kept, I swore up and down, I wasn't going to buy any, any more Games Workshop stuff. Wasn't going to do it. <laughs> so. Um, Smash cut two. Smash cut two a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Swiping your credit card. <laughs> yeah, a couple weeks ago, um, I decided to go to the Warhammers, um, the the one year anniversary store um, uh, that's right around the corner, and they had a one year anniversary day, and I went in there, and one hundred and fifty dollars later, um, mm-hmm. yep, I walked out with <laughs> oh because Kaylee's going to love to play this game with me because because <laughs> um, well she went in with me right, and here's the kind of cool thing she. She saw the the new box set for Age of Sigmar is um, the uh, the Sigmarites and, and and then the there's an undead army and the undead models are all these kind of spectral um, ghostly looking models and they're really cool. I have been ogling them for a while. She walked in, she saw them, and she thought they were just the most awesome thing in the world. 
So, you know, once the kids started expressing an interest, you know, I could, I could just about see the dollar signs behind the, the, the store managers. I mean, it's like, ching, ching, ching. So, yeah. So we bought a starter set. Um, then this was like the, this is their new starter set. So now they'll only hit you for like 40 bucks for the new starter set. But I also had, not that I don't have enough paints, but I had to go and buy like, cause I wanted her to be able to paint her own models. Right. Cause this was, this was when we got sucked in the guy at the store <laughs> hands her, hands her, um, 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 like shows her like this row of models that he's got base coated. He's like, would you like to try to paint one? And she was like, Yeah. And so he's showing her how to do a dry brush technique on, and she picked up a space Marine and that's what she decided she was going to paint. And uh, so she starts dry brushing the space Marine and he's like, and he's doing a really good job of showing her how to do it. I'll give him, give him credit for that. And uh, so, yeah, so we ended up walking out of there with like $150 worth of product. <laughs> <laughs> yada, yada, yada. I walked out with $150 worth of product. So why? Why? Yada, here's yada, my question. Why? Yeah. And I, and I kept telling myself, we're just going to go. We're just going to go over there and I'm going to get I got to get a can of um, I got to get a can of um, uh, of base coat um, because, you know, they have like a whole line of base coats and in my local game store that is like walking distance from my house um, is uh, he's, he's got like a limited supply of that stuff that he keeps in. So I was like, well, let me go over to the games workshop store and, and, you know, and buy it. You have to pay extra now. Like you have to, for uh, shipping that stuff, like they'll only sell you like one can at a time on the games workshop site. Um, they want you well, I, yeah, I don't know if it's huffing it or if it's maybe like a shipping issue. You know, like maybe they maybe these cans explode in shipment. I don't know. Oh, awesome. um, yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? Here, Kaylee, um, <laughs> play with this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Ray, can you do me a favor? Hmm. You, we've known each other for a long time. Can you just trust me and just repeat what I'm what I say to you here? Just repeat it back. I've got it under control. Go ahead. I've got it under control. I can stop anytime I want. <laughs> Go ahead. I can stop anytime I want. All right. Well, now I trust you. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm so glad I didn't get sucked into that mire. My, my problem is, is that I just didn't enjoy painting the minis enough to... Uh, right. I started started into it, and it's just not is not as cool to go up, you know, to not have your minis painted when you. No, definitely not, definitely battle. not. So I just like uh, I, uh, the painting of minis is like I did. I painted mini a few minis here and there, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, but I didn't super get into it. So yeah, you have to I, really love it. You have and, to really and, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and and I I really enjoy it, and I go through spurts where I don't paint and I do paint, and I don't paint and I do paint. Um, and uh, you know, Andy, uh, who frequent guest on the show right he uh he bought into bones uh like one and two i think uh reap the reaper bones kickstarters one and two um and then he painted a couple miniatures and then gave me all of his miniatures that he hadn't painted um that's the way you do it introduce other people to the game and then just rake in all the stuff (laughs) wait from the people that don't get into it wait for them to lose interest right and then, uh, so, and then buy their stuff from them at a see, huge loss gonna, for them. Now, what you need, what you need to do is you need to buy this giant undead army. 
right? Get this giant undead army. Just get that one. Why? Because, just, just because. Well, don't you have an undead army? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't be able to. Wouldn't it be better if we fought with different armies? No, no, no. Just get the undead army. But, the, but do I really need five hundred pieces? Sure. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, want to be competitive, ahead. if you really want to have a lot of fun, you can get the like fifteen hundred piece set. Two hundred point armies are fun, but five hundred port armies are much more fun. Or fifteen hundred. Why not? Well, two thousand point armies are the standard. Whatever the case is. <laughs> yes, I know. There's people at home right now like, no, they're not. You, you've got a problem. <laughs> Ray, Ray should know he has what? three of them. That's way too much. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, after, um, uh, after I became single, um, I, uh, I bought into Bones 3. And I bought like a whole, not only did I get the core set, but I bought a bunch of the expansions. Then Bones 4 came out, and I bought that, too. Now, when I got my shipment of Bones 4 a month or so ago, I still have Bones 3 that are that's unpainted. I still have Bones 1 and 2 that Andy gave me that are unpainted. Because I went through a long period of time where I was just – I was buying unpainted miniatures and not painting them. Um, and uh, lately, though, I have been on a uh, kind of a painting kick. It's, it's coming and going in – as opposed to coming and going in, in waves of like months in between painting, it's now like days. Um, I have I have painted up a ton of stuff, and um, <laughs> I, I well, the, but I think I've actually been going through since going back to since my time in playing um, the in the Warhammer tournament series, where you know and I was constantly painting then. Um, uh, now I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm painting miniatures because I'm running, running two different D&D games and, and I'm finding that I'm painting miniatures specifically for that, for those D&D games. Because uh, the, the thing with miniature painting is it, it always helps if you have a purpose. Like I find that if I have a purpose for painting my miniatures, like I need this miniature for my game or I need to paint up this regiment for a, for a, for a tournament battle or I need to paint up these giants so i can run against the giants uh if you have that reason then you're you're more focused and you get more painting done um if you're if you don't need miniatures for a game at least for me anyway um i I find that it's it's difficult to remain focused on painting particular particular pieces um unless it's something that's like oh i really gotta paint this i'm gonna try to make this a a showcase piece or something is there such a thing as miniatures anonymous you know there should be because there should be yes because right. i i was actually talking with one of the guys from my wednesday night group and he and him and i have we have like he was buying he, he bought uh the lord of the rings set uh which is also done by games workshop um they got the rights from from whoever owns lord of the rings now but they've got but all the miniatures look like the miniatures from the movies from the peter jackson movies and they're really well done. They're beautiful pieces. Um, but, you know, Games Workshop miniatures, they're expensive. Um, but he bought that set. He bought the, uh, there's a miniatures battle game for uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, he bought that. He's got some other stuff that he's bought. And him and I were talking about how, like, you know, we've got all these, all these armies um, and, and miniatures that are unpainted. And then the store owner chimes in. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah. Have you guys seen my boxes of miniatures from in the back? And I'm like, we like, no, we don't need to buy more miniatures. Said, no, no, this is my personal, <laughs> this is my personal collection. So he hauls out his personal collection from 
going back to the 80s of like the old Rao Partha miniatures. And he starts pulling them, you know, he starts opening up these boxes. And, and some of them are painted and some of them are not painted. And then I suddenly realized, was like, holy crap. I know for a fact that I've got a bin of old Rao Partha miniatures and Grenadier miniatures from, from literally from the 80s. And I know for a fact that there are unpainted miniatures in those. <laughs> Ray's looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, and, and I'm, I'm literally running out of space for, for miniatures right now. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I've got, I've got a, um, upstairs in my game room, I have a TV cabinet with a TV and a, and a PlayStation sitting on it. Um, now I should mind you, I should, should mention I have three PlayStations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like you do it, like you do right well you know the the first one only had a 32 gig drive and i filled it up so um because uh, it, it was an earlier playstation so yeah time to get her That's what you, do, Ray. you fill things up <laughs> i do <laughs> um so i bought a playstation that had like you know a 350 gig drive um and uh, uh, that one, uh, and then shortly after buying that one, uh, PlayStation 4 came out, and I resisted buying a PlayStation 4 for about a year. Um, and then uh, when Skyrim, the re-imaged version or enhanced version that they, that they did for, that was specifically for PlayStation 4, once that came out, I'm like, all right, I'm buying a PlayStation 4. So, uh, but this, this TV stand um, and this PlayStation that's up here, I never, I mean, I never use them. Because uh, if I'm playing PlayStation, we're either playing it in the living room downstairs, or, or I'm playing it in in my uh, in my bedroom. So uh, I'm thinking that I got to get rid of this TV stand, um, and I'm, I think I'm going to get rid of the old 32 gig PlayStation and put the 350 gig PlayStation downstairs, and uh, then I got some space for some more storage. Because uh, you know how I got my miniature stored, uh, Craig, and, and those uh, those Christmas ornament bins. Yeah. You know, there's the stacked like so I figure I've got enough if I clear that space out, I got enough room for about four or five more of those. <laughs> or if, I, if I clear out this cocaine here, I've got room for more meth. I just get rid of this cocaine first. And then I can put lots of meth in here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> listening to Ray uh, discuss uh all of the anxiety and uh and and other issues to go along with collecting many many figures it it started making me it was it seemed familiar to me and i i've never collected miniatures and and i started having these memories from my childhood from the 80s and i it it took me like five minutes to find it on google just now but i finally found what it was i have somewhere in my basement not my attic um there is a box full of those muscle figures. You guys remember those? Oh yeah, we we've talked about like, them on the show. Yeah, they yeah. came up once before on the show. Uh, um, and I had completely forgotten about them before then, and then I forgot about them again between then and now. <laughs> I had some. I had some of those way back in the day too. Yeah. Yeah, I've got hundreds of them somewhere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what is it? Millions of unusual something something lurking everywhere. Uh, sure. The, the, the muscle is is it a. You know, it's an acronym. It stands for something. 
yeah it's also just millions like, of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere yeah, yeah it's a little they're a little uh oh they're they're they were wrestle little rubber they're, they were uh some kind of like wrestling oh thing. yeah wrestling figurines their characters wrestle characters that was the argument that you could buy like a little wrestling ring thing and it was like a little battle bots thing where you had two little controllers across from each other and you could put the little little muscle guys right. in there and you could just smash them at each other until one of them fell out but and more, that's the one that got pinned but there were so freaking many of them yeah. that uh and there was, that, and there was it was one of those first one of those early things that got sold as like it was a collectible mm-hmm. thing that you you like depending on the packaging you couldn't tell what you were getting so you right. would buy more and more in order to try to have and they all in, and they in, they intentionally made more of some and and less of others so it was yeah. hard to get certain ones and you had to trade them with your friends and all that kind of thing you yeah. know a brief history of muscle figures <laughs> you probably had dozens of them in a shoebox <laughs> Are they, in they the were like they were strange Could be. and awesome and ink. Yeah, they're like weird, fleshy pink tone. It's kind of gross, like peachy pink. Well, apparently these things originated in, unsurprisingly, Canada, Japan. Oh, <laughs> Canada, <laughs> Japan. No, there was a there was a apparently a manga or manga manja manga a mangle. Um, that was introduced in 1979. What's that acronym stand for? <laughs> Millions of awesome and great anime. Anime, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of anime, I took <laughs> to her first MomoCon, which it coincidentally oh. was my first MomoCon. Last weekend? Oh, last weekend, yeah. yes. Yes, and I, I really um. Did you get uh, your Momo on at uh, <laughs> MomoCon? <laughs> well, we only went one day, um, because that was all, all we had time for. We just went on Friday, and um, once again, Marta completely and utterly let me down. Um, so uh, I just I chose to take Marta because I thought, <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to have to drive down there and try to find part. I hate driving downtown, so it became an issue of I hate taking Marta. And I hate driving downtown. So what do I hate more? And I'm like, you know what? We're going to take Marta because it'll be less stressful. Um, Cut to. Cut <laughs> uh, uh, Us sitting on the platform waiting for 30 minutes for a freaking train. What's the, <laughs> how long are you supposed to have to wait? 10. 10? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know what was going on, but, um, and then we got on the train and of course, you know, we're sitting there waiting for the train to go someplace. And I think we sat there for another 20 minutes before the train finally left. We were trying to be at, um, the Georgia world Congress center for a She-Ra photo shoot by noon. Now She-Ra is a, there's a new She-Ra. Um, it's on Netflix and it's, um, She-Ra and the princesses of power. Um, and Kaylee and I have been watching it. It's, it's a pretty good, it's a definitely a, a, a good uh, girl power cartoon. And Kaylee, Kaylee really likes it. And we, we missed the photo shoot because thanks to Marta. Um, so, I mean, I didn't know that I was going to have to leave two hours early um, or three hours early, whatever it was. But it, it was, it was uh, the Marta trip down was, you know, once the train got moving, it was fine. There were some other people that were, um, uh, in costume for the convention. And what was really funny is, so uh, Kaylee and I had pretty tame costumes on, although my costume was 
was uh, definitely was I was uh, it was kind of like a cowboy costume. So uh, since I, I was pulling from my uh, my LARPing closet to to put a costume on because uh, Kaylee wanted me to dress up. Right. So Kaylee had her little her her kind of um, is, is that a character. is that a walk in LARPing closet? Yeah, it is a walk in closet. <laughs> He's running out of space for all of his costume pieces. Um, need a bigger closet. Hopefully there's a door in the back of that closet that leads to more attic space that you can uh, <laughs> knock down that wall and what take you it need over. Is one of those wardrobes that leads to a whole nother realm and then you got lots of room. There we go. <laughs> yeah. The LARP. The... So, so and we're sitting there next to um, this young couple that they were in costume. And then there's this, there's this guy that's kind of standing up looking at us. And this guy, you know, he looks like he's probably maybe I'm, I'm going to guess he was probably 35, but he looked more like he was 45. I mean, you know, um, he, he is, uh, had definitely led a, a life out in the sun a lot. This is um, on the train. This is on the train. Right. And he's got, he's got two backpacks with a hard hat strapped to each backpack. He's definitely, he's wearing a pair of worn out work boots and like, he's just sitting there staring at, you know, like he's staring at the couple and he's, and he's looking at Kaylee and I and, you know, and, I, of course, and I'm I'm wearing a cowboy outfit, right? So I got a lot of people looking at me like, what the hell, you know? Bang, bang, I'm a cowboy. Yeah, no, I know. I don't have guns because because yeah, yeah. there were, because there was, you know, um, and I didn't even have a, you know, it's like I didn't bring any of that stuff with me. I just wasn't even going to mess with it. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a cowboy without guns. And then this final, the guy just can't contain himself anymore. So he starts asking questions. And like, what the uh, hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> So that was, that was fairly entertaining. warp have I stepped into? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, that was fairly entertaining. Um, and, and then we got down to the convention and, you know, we got signed in and, um, the, the, one of the cool things was Kaylee was, uh, Kaylee was free because she was uh, nine and under is free at MomoCon, which I thought was really cool. And then, uh, while we were, we were poking around the dealer hall, and she was kind of bumming because we missed the Shira photo shoot. While we're poking around the dealer hall, all of a sudden I hear her say, <gasps> Princess Glimmer. And I turn around and standing in front of the 501st table. So that's the, the Star Wars 501st table. Standing in right in front of the Star Wars 501st table is Princess Glimmer from Shira and the Princesses of Power. And this girl's costume is spot on. And and she, you know, she heard her character name being called out. She turned around <laughs> and gave a big smile down to Kaylee, and and Kaylee all of a sudden went into shy mode, starts hiding behind me. <laughs> so I had to kind of con- convince Kaylee, you know, like oh, go talk to her, you know, go get a picture with her. And and the and the girl just and the girl was super nice. She's like, oh come on, sweetie, come get a picture. It's fine. So um, then it turns out that one of her friends was a volunteer because I was trying to figure out where we were going to go for the fairy tale photo shoot later. Fairy tale's an anime that we watch. And um, and we were gonna try to figure out where how to find this fairy tale photo shoot because I couldn't figure it out from the app. And this is this is when I started feeling really old. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Momocon has an app out for for Momocon, so you can try to schedule things and look things up. I I was struggling with this app. It made me want to throw my phone through a window. So I'm talking to these girls. And I'm like, I can't figure this out, you know. And and all these girls are probably, you know, I'm guessing early twenties, you know. And uh, one of them, she's like, well, I'm a volunteer from Omicron. And she pulls up her phone and like, you know, 30 seconds later, she's like, oh, here, you want to go to this green out here outside of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm a tech guy and I'm being out teched by somebody that probably is a, you know, who knows what she does, but, um, Gen Z. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and but, of, and of course they're all below the half plus seven threshold. So yes, 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 yes. So, um, I think pretty much everybody there was, was <laughs> below the half plus seven threshold. Um, uh, so yeah, I was, I spent a day feeling quite old. Um, so, she, uh, but Kaylee had a blast. Um, I spent way too much money because we basically, we ended up just wandering around the dealer hall. Um, and you know, it was like, Ooh, daddy, I want this new daddy. I want that. And, you know, and, and, uh, so I got fleeced that day pretty hard. Um, but we went to the fairy tale photo shoot and the fairy tale people, uh, Kaylee had, had found a happy, a stuffed happy. So happy's is this blue, um, talking cat creature called an exceed from fairy tale. And in this case, it happens to be basically a life-sized happy, stuffed happy. So she's carrying this thing around. And when we got to the fairy tale photo shoot, they invited her to take take part in the fairy tale photo shoot. It was awesome. And so the the, the fairy tale folks were all very very cool. Um, all the cosplayers were very cool, and it was it was a good day. It was very hot um, when we were outside for the photo shoot, but uh, it was it was interesting for my first MomoCon. Kaylee's already talking about what she wants to wear next year. Awesome. Yesterday, yep. <laughs> yesterday, in fact, she asked me, "Daddy, what are you going to dress up as next year when we go to when we go to MomoCon?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Um, I'm, and I'm thinking something Daddy with a mask. Have to, so Daddy might have to sell some like, of his costumes to get more minis. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, my my headset. Yeah, came Daddy might have to sell more cost, sell some of his costumes to get more minis. I might not have a costume next year, honey. Yeah, right. More like sell sell some of the minis to get the costume for next year. <laughs> you just keep <laughs> rotating back and forth. Okay, time for more minis. Sell some costume stuff. Well, Momocon's coming up. Uh oh. Kelly, Kelly wants me to dress up as whatever. Ray, are you uh having work? No, I'm having some technical difficulties. Can you guys hear me through my headset, or do, do I sound all bad? Yeah, okay. we can hear okay, you. There we go. All right, I, I, you guys were coming through my laptop speakers for a second, so you sounded very far away, very small. Oh. <laughs> How do we sound now? Now it's fine. I had to unplug and plug in my headset a couple times. Um, I think my my headset jack on this laptop is is uh, has been somewhat damaged. Top, so top notch podcast going on right here right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> high quality show that you've come to expect from Nerdburger enterprises yes that's right that's right so um it's a learning experience for all the listeners right this is what it takes it everybody it is sometimes there's problems so but yeah it was it was a good day um I we also gone, i haven't gone to mocon in a little while a couple of few years i should go again there is a now that i have more games giant 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 tabletop room down there um now uh so you know in everything from there in fact they were doing some kind of a video stream of a warhammer 40k game like there was like a whole stage set up and now now conversely here we are you know we talk about uh, watching a D streaming event where there's you know the, the, they pan out to the audience for critical role and right and it looks like a rock concert so they had this they had this uh stage set up for warhammer 40k and there were like five people sitting in the chairs (laughs) (laughs) 
but it was it was cool set up the way they were doing it um as far as like you know they had big tds and uh, I'm, I'm guessing they were using these tables for other things as well so um like maybe like this was you know when we were there that just happened to be the 40k um broadcast i'm, I'm guessing it must have been used for other stuff maybe not i don't know but there were tons of tables x-wing um and D and D, Pathfinder, Starfinder. Um, there was a whole row of tables for um, for different uh, LARPing events, and uh, we started. And you know, if if uh, uh, you know, that's 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 a lure for a little girl like nothing else, right? Bubbles. So, um, and then on top of that, it was bubbles being blown by a girl that was wearing some type of like bay kind of costume she had these rainbow horns coming off of her head like rainbow ram horns coming off of her head sweet um really cool elaborate costume well the table was for a a a larping thing called nero and i'd heard of nero before but i hadn't really done much much investigation of it but we so we we came over there and the guy that was uh one of the guys that was standing there um as uh, part of the nero group he starts talking to us and he's kind of doing almost like a hard sell. And I don't usually respond to hard sells very well, but what? But I listened long enough to find out that Nero apparently allows children at their LARPing events. Uh, most LARPing events, you have to have, uh, you have to be like 13 and up usually, sometimes 14, 16, whatever. They definitely, um, you know, LARPing is not always a, a kid-friendly experience. Um and uh, Nero, apparently, not only do they like kids to come, but they encourage kids to come. So they started talking to her as well. And she's like, so now, in addition to, uh-huh. uh, yeah, <laughs> so she's, she, yeah, because she's all excited because apparently you can be a cat person at Nero. Uh-huh. She wants to go to, um, she wants to go to this, uh, this Nero game. And so she can be a cat person. Guess, so, who's, guess who's dressing up as a daddy cat, Nick? <laughs> Uh-oh. Hello, guys. What happened? I can't hear either of you. Hello. Hello. Can you hear do you me? Have a power outage? We can. How how well do I sound to you? Um kind of tinny. Kids. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of very tinny, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because that is my iPad microphone picking up my voice. So you guys will not be able to hear the music. <laughs> my, uh, sorry, my Wi-Fi went down. My internet is out. Oh, so I'm using uh, my oh. hotspot on my phone. Oh. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I will try to project a little louder. <laughs> sure. Sorry about that. Looking, no, it's okay. What are, are we looking to wrap up i don't know how far how we were out an hour ish along when everything crapped out weren't we yeah we were uh i think just past an hour so what do you want to do um kevin question and then uh wrap it up i'm asking you mike kevin question and then wrap it up hello now you can't hear me if you're talking i can't hear you ray can you hear me yeah you're breaking up you're choppy let me... um, yeah, it's sort of. You're kind of cutting it in and out. Let me hold my phone up <laughs> to get a better signal. If you're talking, I can't hear you. Okay, well, I'm talking. Hello, hello. Talking, talking. Yeah, you're choppy. Can't, you know, just getting noises. 
Well, I I don't have much of a signal here, so. Did we lose him again? Hello. So hey, yeah, Renfair was lots of fun with Kaylee. Ooh, spent lots of money. Woo um, <laughs> Hey, I got I got one last plug. There's a gaming magazine that's being published semi erratically. Not that's for that's erratically, not erotically. Yeah. Um, Andy. Yeah. So um. I think they're trying to do it like every other month, um, but it's called Rolled and Told, uh, and it's like a little comic book-sized gaming magazine. It is absolutely awesome. So if you're a D&D 5e gamer, um, I would definitely recommend going out there and checking out Rolled and Told. I don't know these people, by the way, but I just their magazine. Hmm, is Michael talking? I can, I'm talking now. Hello. Hello, I'm talking now. Michael, I can hear some noise in the background that sort of sounds like a TV, like way off in the distance. I'm guessing that's you talking. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I can't hear him at all. Hello. 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 Let's, wrap Hello. Let's wrap this up while we got you. Let's wrap it up while we got you. Well, it's it's just going to keep cutting in and out, um, and you're not going to be able to hear the hear okay. the thing. So, yeah, I think um, so. Well, if you hear me now, right now, then okay, Ray, thank you. Hey, if... <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. I, I enjoyed filling in. I'm sorry I completely dominated the phone call, but uh, I was explaining to Craig while you were gone that um, I got up at eight and had uh, an entire pot of coffee before uh, getting on the phone with you guys. So you guys got talkative, caffeine jacked up, Ray. Awesome. Yeah, thank. Yeah, thank you, Ray. <laughs> hey, don't do that on purpose. <laughs> Top notch. Yes, thank you, Ray. All right. Yeah, I'm going to let you guys go. Have a good one. All right. Enjoy. Bye. 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 Craig, did you hang up too? Nick, no. where can they find Oh, they can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com, and nerdburgergames.com, drivethroughrpg.com. Go. Well we, well, we can. Okay, the music is playing. I don't believe you. So I'll just talk. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig go pro with their whole podcasting. They quit their jobs and start teaching other people how to produce high-quality podcasting entertainment just like the Nerdburger show, like the episode you just listened to. Huzzah! That's <laughs> cash. All the cash. You Comcast. <laughs> See, this is what happens when we record on Sunday mornings when the internet goes out regularly because Comcast sucks okay. my ball. <laughs> oh, you heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always hear you when you talk about balls and poop. <laughs> there, there have been times when I'm just hanging around over here. We're not even on the phone or anything like that. I'm just like, I'll bet you Mike just made a poop joke. Just yeah, suddenly hits yeah. me. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, something comes wafting through the air. You just can just realize it's happened. You sense yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the call's gotten better since Ray dropped off. Maybe it was him. Maybe it was Ray's problem. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. I'm gonna go kick my modem. <laughs> Bye. Bye. How am I going to uh get this recorded.
since we're all phoning it in today? <laughs> all of us? I, pro- I probably should have turned the recording on before I left the house. Yeah, that was the theme today, right? Phoning in? Yeah. How's my call quality? It was fine until that. <laughs> That's because I'm phoning it in. <laughs> Is Craig still there? I'm still here. Okay. All right. So I suppose I should uh, get off the sofa and go upstairs and turn the recording on. Get in front of the <laughs> microphone, right? It's up to you. Since since I am I am still at home and and the studio is just above me. <laughs> I was wondering what's going on. Well, we're all phoning it in today, right? Oh, so you did the. I was doing it. Literally. You made a funny joke. I'm doing it literally. If you would like me to just phone it in figuratively, I can go upstairs and get on the microphone and not try from that chair. That's fine. <laughs> like I do every week. Whatever you want to do, Mike. But um, I don't have the sticks. So. All the production quality, <laughs> all the all the production stuff, and editing and post post and all that. It's all up to you. <laughs> <laughs> all the sounds it, it, of a podcast without it, the production quality. I thought it, that was it always, like yeah. That. It always has been, with the exception of once in a great while, I ask to I ask you to dump something Boink. or veto a, a stupid title or something. All right. Well. Okay. I'll. Uh, I'll I guess I'll go upstairs. All right. Well, while you go upstairs, I'm going to run downstairs and refill my coffee. Awesome. I'll be. I'll be right back. I don't have an upstairs and a downstairs. You could watch Masterpiece Theater. I could. <laughs> Upstairs, downstairs. Well, technically, you do. You just don't. Well, yeah, my, my home is not split across it. No. Although, you, you have common really, space that is upstairs really and downstairs. To, I, could, I could put something up on a loft. Like, I could build something in here. That, you could. You have enough, enough uh, height. Yeah. I, I could have a, a low ceiling little space up above everything. If I really wanted to, we, we could have done that when, when we lived there. As long as even I'm, more, I think our ceiling was your even room was your, yeah. Your place was better for that because your your ceiling was like two feet taller than mine. Yeah, it was sixteen. Allison 16 would actually, feet. if you had made the platform at the right level, Allison would have been able to actually walk around pretty easily under and on top of it. Yeah. Even with even with like the pipes and ducts and stuff mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, yeah, because she's a midget. <laughs> she's tiny. Well, she's <laughs> she's one of those females that's of a generally. <laughs> Uh, all right shorter than shorter average height she's actually not that short she lords over no. my sister the fact that she is an inch taller and then my <laughs> sister reminds her that she is a year younger she lords it <laughs> yeah five three versus five two still below average height <laughs> all right ray are you you're, you're back now I am back. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I can see you on the monitor now because I'm I'm in the studio here. Here, let me get get off of the phone call here. Uh, and on onto the microphone. How's that sound? Terrible. What? Terrible sounds horrible. Sounds worse. Just as bad as what you were on the phone just now. Well, I'll just get back on the phone then. But different. Yeah. So it sounds it sounds really. Um... Like there's like a, a a distorted level to it, almost like almost like you're like right on top of the microphone going. Argh. Oh dear! Then I'll go back to the microphone. How's that? Is that better? That's much better. Okay. Much better. Are we ready? Sure. Ready. Okay.
Uh, and in three, two, one.